Tiffany Micah podcast and welcome to Daily Tiff. Well, here we are. We've uh, reached the end of another week and with my, like I always share with you, the Daily Tiff episodes from my other podcast show, which is the Reach Your Potential with Tiff show, um, what I always look at and share with you are the episodes from, from that week. So what we're going to be looking at this week are four episodes that I'm going to share with you. So I want you to make sure that you listen to those. So um, this one's really going to be really good also, especially if you're a sports person. These are really are going to apply to you. But you know what? It's the same in anything that you do. So it doesn't matter whether you're a sports person or not, and you are a business person, entrepreneur, you're studying, you're a musician, you're a dancer, whatever it is, these will apply to you as well. But I want you to be like, I do refer to quite a bit through sport about these specific episodes that I'm sharing with you, but I want you to switch them over into how can they apply to you, okay? So the, the four that we're going to be looking at this week are, and the ones that I'm sharing with you are the um, about does anxiety hold you back from your performance? Now that can refer to anything, can't it? It doesn't matter. It's just sport. It could be you might be needing to make a speech. Um, you might be worried about what other people think with your business. It can be anything, but... Uh, if anxiety is holding you back, you'll uh, make sure that you listen to that episode. Then this one really applies to, I find so many people, frightened of making mistakes. And I share with you four reasons why that actually happens. What I believe is why people are frightened of making mistakes. And that's what I used to believe as well, uh, what used to happen for me. So uh, make sure that you listen to that one. And this one really applies to yes in sport, but it's it's like it's the beginning. So it's do you do you think it's over after your first shot? Now again, like I said, this can all apply to anything. You know, if you're starting out on your own and you're starting a business and it's your first week, do you think it's over because you haven't got a sale this week? Right, it's the, the the very beginning. So I uh, talk about what happens through that and what people go through and set themselves up for failure pretty much on the uh, after the first shot so I want you to make sure that you listen to that one as well and then you know what it's not as easy as it looks that's actually our fourth episode for the week and you know what? it's not as easy as it looks you know everyone that you see that you see as deemed successful and you think, wow, they're so amazing. You think, oh, they make it look so easy, but you've got to think about all the work that they've done to lead to that point. And they're there and you may not be there yet. And that, you know, that's all part of the process because everything works as a process. But um, we look at ways in which what and how 
um, that you need to to make sure that you're working on achieving what you want so that it can be as easy as what you see other people. So make sure you listen to these four episodes for these for this week because this is really going to apply to you. And I'll catch up with you at the end of uh, at the end of you hearing these episodes. I've got a few questions to ask you today. So you know when you're playing sport, I want you to answer these questions for me. I want you to say yes, Tiff, yell out at me, okay? So when you're playing your sport, does your body feel like really tense? Do you worry that you'll play, you know, really badly? You can't think clearly during your game. You have an upset feeling in your stomach. You find it hard to concentrate when you're playing your game. And do you worry about whether you'll let others down? And you know what? If you are feeling this way, then you're anxious about how you're going to perform. And if you let that feeling take over you, you you just won't play very well. So some of some of it you'll feel more physically, like tense body and an upset stomach and all of that sort of stuff. But you know what? A lot of it's going to be mental. And the reason that I say this is because we want to make sure that anxiety and, and getting worked up and how our body feels tense or we worry that we're going to play badly or, you know, we have that upset feeling in our stomach, we find it hard to concentrate and so on, that ang- that's, that's a form of anxiety. And it's only because you want to do well, but feeling this way and, and having this happen actually is going to hold you back from performing the, the way that you want to in your sport. So it doesn't matter what sport you play, we all feel these types of feelings, thoughts and so on, but it's going to be how we deal with it. And you know what? I remember a specific tennis match that I played. Now, I was probably late 20s at the time and I there was this one woman that I used to play against in doubles and so on and you know we used to have quite a battle um you know I had my doubles partner Melissa and and she had her doubles partner and you know it was always a constant battle it was really good it was a really good um, I used to feel like it was the battle of the titans it was a great match but sometimes I would have to play against this woman in single she's another tennis coach as well and I still at that time had a lot of my tennis demons. So I hadn't taken up golf at that time. I hadn't really learned how to deal with um, my emotions. So I was carrying all those feelings and everything that I used to have when I was competing and, and, you know, going towards a professional tennis career in my late teens, early 20s. I still had all those feelings because I didn't know how to deal with them. And so all these things kept coming up. I used to have a really tense body and I used to worry that I'd play badly and I couldn't think clearly and I'd have an upset stomach and, you know, I'd find it really hard to concentrate. And And the other thing too was that my body, I'd have a physical restriction. It was like my body wanted to move, but I couldn't get it to move. It was so heavy. And you may experience this too in your sport. It was. It's really hard 
um, feeling to describe, but when you're in it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I would have tennis balls come down near me and I could reach them under normal circumstances, but because I was so anxious about playing this woman and I wanted to make sure that I beat her because she beat me the previous year and there was no way in the world I was going to let her beat me. But my body kept freezing up and so it was really, really hard. So it wasn't only that I was playing a a tournament or a match against her, I was playing against myself as well and it was I'll tell you what, it was even tougher to play against me than it was against her because of all these feelings that I was going through. And I had these massive, massive restrictions in my mental capacity as well. And also physically, like I said, I I really struggled to the ball. So when I was playing this particular match, I was down 6-4, 5-love, and I was down 40-love. So she was serving, I was down 40-love. I was only one point away from losing the whole match. And it wasn't a professional match or anything, but it was still a match in which I wanted to make sure that I was going to win that because I played, I couldn't perform at my best. I really struggled because mentally I had um, my tennis demons I was dealing with and physically I was having these problems as well. My body just would not move for me. No injuries. It just I couldn't move because I was so anxious about everything. But I wasn't going to let her beat me and something happened in that moment. And at the time I can't tell you what it what happened, but I'll tell you I was I was losing pretty badly. But something clicked in my brain in that moment and I went, you know what, I've got to work through this and no matter how hard this is for me, I have to win this, I have to win this match. So all I could do in that moment was focus on the here and now and just do this. So rather than worrying about what the score was, because like I said, I was down 6-4, 5 love, 40 love, one point away from game set, match, you are over Tiff and out of here. I had to just focus on the here and now, right? One shot at a time because that's all I could do. All I could do was one shot at a time to help myself work through that. So that's a way in which you can deal with the anxiousness that you're feeling. You've got to just focus and stay in the moment. Now, at that time, I didn't realize that that's what I had done. When I actually look back now, I went, ah, I did. I focused one shot at a time and I just worked through it and I got there. I ended up playing like five matches that day. Um, it was a big it was a big day, so I was a bit tired at the end. But I gave my everything in that to make sure that I'd won, okay? But then moving on into when I when I learnt to play golf, and then it was a few years later after my I was in my third year of, of playing golf, and I went and did a playing test so I could do teaching. And I was so nervous, I was so nervous, I was hyperventilating, and I kept disappearing to the bathroom all the time before we teed off. I must have gone to the bathroom um, about six times before we actually teed off because I was so nervous. And I'm not talking about number ones here. I had those number twos, um, were coming out big time because I was so nervous about my performance. And 
leading up to that, uh, that actual plying test, what I actually worked on a lot was breathing and like a meditative style breathing. And so when I got out onto the course and then I was plying, all I could focus on in between each shot was just making sure that I kept a nice, slow, deep breath and I just focused on one shot at a time because one shot at a time because that's all I, that I could control in that moment. So every time I played the shot, no matter if it was a good shot or a bad shot, whatever kind of shot I was pulling off, I made sure that I had nice, deep, slow breaths to keep me nice and steady. Right. So all I focused on was one shot at a time. So in saying that, the message I want to get across to you today is about anxiety holding you back from the performance that you would like, really what it is is we have to make sure that we're focusing on the here and now, okay? We have to stay in the moment and because that's all that we can control right now, okay, is what we're doing in this moment. So I've got three things for you to to really focus on. So if you're suffering from anxiety, you get really worked up before you actually go and play in your sport, here's three action steps for you to do. So one is to learn some breathing techniques. Very, very important that you've got to learn how to breathe in between your shots. Okay. Some, sometimes you need to also learn how to breathe when you're performing your shot. Helps you stay in the moment. Number two is meditate because if you meditate, and this is like a daily regime you should be doing is meditation. I talk about this quite a bit, but you should meditate simply because it's going to, one, keep you focused, two, keep you calm, okay, because in the worst case scenario, you can always go back to that meditative breathing to keep you nice and calm, and three, focus one shot at a time. The best you can do and the the best thing that you can do and the only thing that you can do and the only thing that you can be in control of is focusing on playing the best shot that you can in that moment in time so you can only take one shot at a time, okay? And that's all you focus on. Don't focus on the future. Don't focus on the past. Focus on the here and now. Like I told you about that match that I was playing when I was around late 20s or 30 years old, and my body was so heavy that I couldn't move it. It just didn't want to move with me. No matter how much I tried, my body just wasn't responding because I was so anxious about my performance. I then switched into that mode of just focusing on one shot at a time and it got me out of a lot of trouble. Okay, same thing with the playing test. It got me out of a lot of trouble. It enabled me to, to deal and cope with the situation I was under. So that is what you need to do. So three steps. One is learn breathing techniques. Two is meditate. And three is to focus one shot at a time. Are you frightened of making mistakes? You know, we get so worried that we're going to make a mistake that, you know what? We're going to make a mistake anyway. And I believe there's about four reasons. There's probably more, but these are the four main reasons I believe that this happens. And the first one is really we don't trust ourselves. The second one is we don't trust the decisions that we've made. The third one is we, you know, we believe that making mistakes are bad. And the fourth one is expectations that we shouldn't be making mistakes. You know, it's that perfectionism. So let's let's look at that a little bit deeper, okay? Why don't we trust ourselves? That was the first reason that I believe that this happens. And 
I really believe that we feel this way, that we don't trust ourselves because we really don't believe that we can actually do it. I really believe that we that we think that we're just not capable of doing it. Now, I used to be like that. I don't, I'm no longer like that, but I used to think like that as well. And I see that so often with people that I work with. And I believe that we don't trust ourselves and we have that feeling is because we don't have a clear picture in our mind that it can actually happen. So therefore, by not being clear, it just won't happen. Right, So if you're not clear, it doesn't happen. So when things don't happen because you don't trust yourself, then you go, oh, you know what? See, I told you. It's, I told you it wasn't going to work. And again, it's because we're not clear. Okay, So th- that's what I believe is the first, the first reason. The first reason is, one, we don't trust ourselves simply because we're really not clear on the picture in our mind that it can actually happen. Okay, so let's have a look at number two. Number two is we don't trust the decisions that we've made. And I really believe because we're so frightened of making mistakes that we just don't trust our our decisions. And I don't know about you, but I believe this is where we've learned it. And I believe that it's in school. So you know when we make a mistake when we've been in school, uh, like in a test or something like that or an assignment or so on, and we would get this big red cross right next to to our answer. So if we – did you you remember that? I I used to have, you know, experienced that a bit uh, because I wasn't really interested in school. I found school for me was a waste of time. I wanted to get out there and, you know, become a professional tennis player. So for me at that time, I was not interested in learning. Learning today is very different what I do now versus what I did at school. But you know what? If you don't trust the decision that you've made and you're not clear about the decision that you've made and then you don't trust that decision that you've made, you know, we're really, really frightened, aren't we? We're really frightened of making mistakes. So if we're frightened of making mistakes, what hope have we got then? We've got no hope, have we? So even those first two things, we don't trust our, we don't trust ourselves just in general because we don't believe that we can make it happen. It's not, we don't have a clear picture in our mind. Then we don't trust the decisions that we make around it anyway because we're so frightened of making a mistake. And you know what? When we're frightened of making a mistake, guess what happens? We make a mistake anyway. So how are we going to get through that? It's tough isn't it, if we're thinking that way. So let's have a look at number three, making mistakes are bad. Now, we, uh, we, we learned early in our lives that if you make a mistake, you get beaten. If you make a mistake, like at school, you get a big red cross next to your answer. But the thing is, is if we get beaten in a sport or something like that, or if we make a mistake in, you know, our answer at school, we're, we're not really being taught about how to overcome if we make mistakes. It's just like, oh, bad luck, that's wrong, or bad luck, you've gotten beaten. 
And especially when we're growing up, we're not really taught on how to overcome those mistakes. So if we're making mistakes, how do we overcome them? We just think mistakes are bad because we've made one. So therefore we then, you know, condition ourselves into being frightened of making mistakes. Then when we make a mistake, oh my goodness, I told you I'd make a mistake. And then, oh, see, I don't trust myself. And there's a whole spiral of things that get out of control. And then, then what? You're so frightened of making a mistake that you just don't take action. Okay. So, Making mistakes are not bad, but we're looking at that number three is, is we believe that we're making mistakes are bad. So we're not being taught really to how to overcome them. And then number four, our expectations, we shouldn't be making mistakes. Now that's really interesting because as adults, I believe, as adults especially, we really believe that we should know everything. And you know what? This is the funny thing I'm noticing as I'm getting older. <laughs> I'm realizing I don't know much, okay? The older I'm getting, I'm realizing that the less I know, which is a good thing though. But if we're, if we're in that cycle of expecting that because we're an adult and we've done this and we've done that and we've specialized in an area and we know that but we don't know something else, then and then you go and learn something new and then you expect that you should be good at it because you're good at something else. I mean, that's really unrealistic. It's that thing of perfection, right? You'll never live up to your expectation of what you have set for yourself because you've set yourself up for failure, right? So we don't want to end up in that cycle of frightened of making mistakes. Especially as an adult, like I said, we believe that we shouldn't be making mistakes. But you know what? If we don't know anything about that topic or about that skill, how are we supposed to do it? We don't know how to do it, do we? We, sp- we certainly don't. Sorry, I got a little bit distracted. It sounded like an alien was coming to land next door to the house, some weird sound. Anyway, but We've got to break this cycle. Now, how do we overcome that? How do we overcome that fear of making mistakes? Because if you have a fear of making mistakes, that's going to hold you back. So this is what I believe that what you can do. Mistakes are just feedback. And I wish somebody had had said that to me many, many years ago because I wouldn't have gone through all the things that I've gone through. However, by going through what I've gone through has led me to this point of me recording this podcast for you today talking about mistakes are just feedback. So if you have a look at it with your sport, if you don't perform as well, if you get beaten, you know what? It's just feedback. It's just feedback on how you performed. So what you want to do is if you get beaten or you lose or, you know, because sometimes we don't get beaten, we actually lose because of ourselves. What I want you to do is look at the feedback that, that you're getting. Okay, so you've lost, you've been beaten, you didn't perform as well. I want you to analyze what went wrong. Why did you not perform as well? Why did you get beaten? What was it that you were doing? Then I want you to work out what you also did right. Because the thing is, is we we look too, too much at our mistakes and then we put ourselves down and give ourselves a really hard time. But look at, yes, what you've done wrong, analyze that. Okay, now how can you correct that and make that better? 
And then also look at what went right. Can you do more of what went right? And how can you improve on that? So I want you to, rather than feeling that you've made a mistake and, oh my God, the world's over and I'm so embarrassed and I'm never going to bring my you know face out in public ever again, just have a different mental attitude towards mistakes. Mistakes are just feedback. And when you get feedback, you look at, okay, how can I get better? What is it that I need to do so that I am better at what I do? You know when you're playing your sport and you know when you've missed that shot, you're like you've muffed your shot, you've missed a pass, you've done a double fault, and it's really only been your first shot. Do you think it's all over? Do you think, oh, you know what? This is how I've set myself up for the day. This is how it's going to be. It's not going to work for me today. And you know what? I actually see many players that believe that they have to have a perfect shot on their very first one And if they haven't done that, they've set themselves up for the day. And I mean they've set themselves up for a bad day in their mind. They've set themselves up for disaster in their mind because it wasn't perfect on the first tee or it wasn't perfect the first pass or the first serve wasn't perfect. How short-sighted is that? If, you're, if you think that way, I'm sorry to tell you that is very short-sighted and we can't approach our matches that way. Whatever sport you're playing, you can't approach it that way. And I used to think that. I used to think that as a kid when I was growing up because I believed I had to be perfect and if the first shot wasn't perfect, then it was all downhill from there. I was like that too when I was a kid growing up. And, you know, I had, I had the talent as a tennis player. I had everything. It was just the mindset that held me back. And I, now I know why my mum used to get so frustrated with me because I must have been really frustrating to watch when I was playing because I could do everything. But in my mind, I was already having a, a mental breakdown, so to speak, disaster, you know, fire engines, the whole work, sirens going off in my brain because I wasn't perfect on the first shot or I lost the first point and that's it. That set me up for the day, for my match. That was, that's, that's an unfortunate way of thinking because that held me back from achieving what I wanted to achieve in my tennis career, which is what I always wanted to do. I don't want that for you. This doesn't happen now in all the other sports that I've played and, and, you know, mentally worked on myself. But I don't want, I share these stories because I don't want you to go through that. I want you to be aware. So if you're setting yourself up that way and expecting that it's got to be perfect off the first tee, it's got to be perfect if you first serve, you must win that first point, you mustn't miss that pass, you've got to, you know, kick that pass to your opponent, um, you know, to your teammate. And you miss it. What? How are you going to perform? You're not. It's going to hold you back. And you've got to think, you know what, it's not what you look on the outside. It's about what's going on the inside. 
And I'll tell you what, I have seen many golfers, because I teach, I'm, I still teach golf um, part-time, and I see many golfers, and I see real the real negative golfers especially, they tee off, they're off the first tee, and if it's not perfect, they shake their heads, and you know what happens? They've set themselves up for the day, because in their mind, that's it. And you know what they do? They walk around the whole golf course all day, shaking their head because it's just not good enough simply because they weren't perfect off the first tee. I I remember seeing a guy play a club I used to work at and he was going to play a stroke round. He teed off and he hit his first shot out of bounds, his second shot out of bounds, his third shot he topped it and it ran down the fairway, played his next shot into the water Played his next shot, then he had to take a drop. Played his next shot over onto the green. I don't know. I think he ended up with a ten or something on a par four. wasn't a great wasn't a great performance, but it was only the first hole. You know what? He came back. I saw him walk back because I was teaching at the time, and I said, "Hey, what you what you doing?" He goes, "Oh, you know, I started at the hole bad, and you know, the straight round's going to take probably five hours to play, so I'm not going to play." He's already set himself up for a bad day, hasn't he? One hole. It was only one hole. It can get better from there. I always say it's not how you start, it's how you finish, but that's what it was happening. So if you keep thinking this way, right, and you think that you have to be perfect from the word go, from the very beginning, you're going to keep making the same mistakes. It's just going to keep repeating. You know, it's that saying, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. The result doesn't change because you keep doing the same thing. You need to change the actions. So how do we deal with this? Well, the first thing that I want you to make sure that you are aware of is you, you've got to understand when you start into a match or into a game, whatever sport you is, you have, you don't have that that competition rhythm set in place yet you have to feel your way through it because you haven't had that feel for that for the competition as of yet so you'll need to do you know a series of things series of action steps that you'll need to do to ease yourself in so that you can create the rhythm of the competition so here's some suggestions that I've got for you I've just got four suggestions so one is warm up now what I mean by warm up is getting the skills warming up the skills, warming up the body, getting yourself mentally prepared for the game, just warming up and going through the motions of the skills of what you need to be feeling. The second step is you can work on your breathing, working on controlling your breath, um, taking nice, deep, slow breaths, just so that you can create the steadiness and be in control. The third step is set an intention for your performance level. So what do you want to achieve for yourself? And what I I don't mean by, okay, I've got to win, right? The winning is the end result. But I'm talking about the intention that you want to set for your performance level. So what do I mean by that? Well, what I really mean by that is, okay, do you want to have a nice, easy rhythm today? Feel like that you're in control of your swing. So say you're playing golf right? You're in control of your swing. Everything felt really good. 
What about if you're playing soccer? Well, you want to be able to trap the ball and make sure that you make um, really good passes. You want to be able to control the ball when you're dribbling and set up opportunities for you to score a goal. Right? We're going to look at the pro- – you've got to look at the processes in what you need to do to um, build yourself up so that you're getting the performance level that you're ideally wanting. Remember, I've talked about in previous episodes staying in the moment, right? So we need to set an intention for how you want to perform right throughout your match, right? Winning is the end result. We've got to do the processes, okay? So what do you, what do you want to get out of yourself in the performance level of today? And number four, when you are playing, what do you want, what do you need to be working on? Right, so here's some suggestions. Work on good contact. So if you're working in a ball sport and you you want to be making sure that you're making good, clean contact with the ball, you want to feel good, okay? You want to create rhythm. You want to be in control of things that you can control. Sometimes we're not in control because we're dictated to by another team or we're dictated to by another opponent, but we have to step up and take that control. So that's what you need to be working on. All right, so here's four, four steps for you to really ease yourself in and get yourself ready for performance mode. There's one, warm up. Two, breathe. Three, set the intention of how you want your performance level to be today. And four, when you're playing, what is it that you need to be working on? Okay. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a, a really good clue here, create rhythm. If you got rhythm, you're in much more control, and if you work on your breathing, you're in much better control. Hmm. You know, people think that it's okay for you, it's easy for you, but it's so hard for me. You know, when people look at you and they say, oh, you know, you make things look so easy. And they say, why and how? How can you make it look so easy? And when you see somebody that's really good at what they do, it looks amazing, doesn't it? It's like, wow, how good is that? Or how good are they? Gee, they can hit the ball so well. Gee, they perform so well. Gee, they glide across the tennis court or have that nice smooth swing. Or, you know, when they somebody goes to score a goal and you see the, you know, the soccer ball flip up over the goalie's head into the corner, they make it look so easy. And the usual comment that you hear from people is, oh, you're a natural or, oh, they're a natural sports person. You've heard that plenty of times, haven't you? You may have said that about other people. So this happens in sport. You see people in sport, how amazing are they? Happens in business, like, you know, you look at Sir Richard Branson and it's, and you think, oh, you know, everything's so easy for you. You just jump on a plane and, you know, work on your business and, you know, you've got your own island and you write books and, you know, people expect that it should just happen naturally and that's it, you know, and that's your gift. And I look, I do believe that everyone is given a gift and some of us at times haven't yet discovered what their gift is because they haven't figured it out yet. But it doesn't matter how talented you appear or it doesn't matter how natural, gifted that you appear, you know what, you still have to do the work. You still have to do the work. I get that. People say that to me. Oh, you're such a natural. Oh, you make that look so easy. 
people don't realize how much work I had to put into becoming a you know a golf coach I used to practice 12 hours a day my plan was actually to become a go on the tour and play golf on the tour I met my husband and I got a little bit distracted I was all set ready to hit the tour and then you know that's what I wanted in my life at the time I wanted to have um uh you know have that security of, of, of the, and the support. That's what I needed at the time. But people have always said to me, oh, you make things look so easy as well. And when we look at other sports people or successful business people, we think, oh, yeah, they're, they're just gifted at what they do. Look at Tiger. Tiger Woods is a perfect example. He's been working on his golf game from the age of two with his father. And yes, he had a bit of a rough trot in the, you know, about 10 years ago or whenever it was. But he works hard and he came back. I'm so proud of him that he came back. Because he he had to work harder to even get back to where he was and he won that tournament a few weeks ago. How exciting was that? Well done, Tiger. I'm a big fan. You've got to admire him. Federer, look at Federer. Roger Federer, he works so hard. That's why he's still up there at the age of, I think he's 37 now, because he works so hard. It's not natural talent. Yes, talent can help, but it's the willingness to work hard. It's the willingness to learn. It's the willingness to put the effort in. And it's, it's that no matter, no matter how frustrating it can be, It's the willingness to do the work. You know, and when you next see someone and you think, wow, they make that look so easy, think about this. Think about how much time, how much energy, how much effort they have to put into what they do. And then if you think about that, If you think about that, then I want you to do this. I want you to think about whatever it is that you want. And I want you to think about how much time, how much effort, and how much energy are you willing to put in. Because if you want someone to say to you, wow, you make that look so easy, which would be pretty awesome, won't it? You can say thank you. But you will know how much time, how much effort, how much energy you've put in. And you will have a much better appreciation of what others have done. Because it's tough. I'm not going to sugarcoat this for you. It is tough. Anything that you really want worthwhile in your life, it's not as easy as it looks. You see the end result. You don't see all the hard work that's gone in. If you see the professional athletes, you're seeing them perform, you think, wow, it would be so cool to be like that. Really look at what they do. It's tough. In anything, business, it's tough. It's not as easy as it looks. You've got to do the work. You've got to do the drills. You've got to do the, you know, the daily regime. You've got to have a routine in place. You have to have systems. There's so much that you need to do. And it's not as easy as it looks, but it can be easier if you're willing to do the work. So my question to you is, are you willing to do the work? 
Hi there, Chief here. Well, what do you think? Hmm. Does any of this apply to you that what you've heard? Because like I said, you know, I used to feel my body tense up and I'd be worrying I'd play badly, couldn't think clear, to have stomach upset. You know, I'd find it hard to concentrate. I wasn't really worried so much about it letting other people down. That didn't bother me too much in a team environment. I wasn't like that. But as an individual, it was about letting myself down. I didn't want to let me down. Um, and what did you what did you discover? I, do you find that you get quite anxious? So we looked at ways in which that you can control that, right? It was learning breathing techniques, learning how to meditate so you can keep yourself calm and focusing on one shot at a time, didn't we? And then we looked at the making, frightened of making mistakes. That comes up so much. I see that with so many people. You know, they don't trust their decisions. They don't trust themselves. They, they think the mistakes are bad. You know, they have these expectations that they shouldn't make mistakes. And you know what? We do make mistakes. But remember, we're looking at it as feedback. How can I get better? What is it that I need to do so that I can improve? And then, uh, you know, that third episode, do you think it's over after your first shot? Do you think it's over before it's begun? And I talked about in that, you know, you've got to make sure you're warming up, getting your skills and your body ready. You've got to make sure that your breathing is slow and you're controlled. You've got to set an intention for your performance level, right? What is it that you want to achieve from yourself from a performance level? When you're playing, what have you got to focus on? right? But like, you know, like I said earlier, um, before you heard all these episodes, you can, you can apply this to anything. A lot of people think that they haven't, because their business isn't successful and they've been in it for a week, that it's over. It's only just begun, right? It's only just begun. So you need to make sure that you've got things in place that you need to be doing, right? Easing yourself in, working on doing specific things each time when you're showing up. You've got to create rhythm. You've got to create rhythm for your week. If you're, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, you've got to create rhythm, right? rhythm for the week so that you can get that momentum build. It's the same in sport. You've got to get that momentum build. You've got to build into it. It doesn't just happen just like that, does it? It doesn't. And then that fourth episode we looked at, it's not as easy as it looks. You know, you see so many people that you think, oh, wow, they're so gifted. They look so natural. But it's about the time and the effort and the energy that they've put into it, isn't it? If you really look at it and if you really want to achieve what it is that you want to achieve, because if you are listening to me, that's telling me that you want to achieve some great things in your life then how much time, effort and energy are you willing to put in? How much time, energy and effort? Because you're going to have to do that and you'll appreciate what the others have done because you know what it takes. You know what it takes to be a champion. You know what it takes to be a superstar. You know what it takes to be the best. Time, effort, energy. And that's just, that's just the beginning, just the beginning. So I hope you enjoyed the, those daily TIFF episodes for, for that week. I'd love it if you could share with me what you like best about what you heard. I'd also love it if you've got 30 seconds to spare, 
love it if you could leave a, a five-star rating on iTunes because we want the reach of potential with Tiff podcast shows and the Tiffany Michael podcast shows to be heard because we want people to be out there achieving their goals, nothing holding them back. Uh, if you've got friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes, love it if you could share it with them because remember we need to build the Reach of Potential with TIFF community as big as we possibly can. Come and join me at the Reach of Potential with, with TIFF Facebook group because it's all about achieving your goals, okay, and I want to hear from you. So come and join the group and I want you to dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams, have an awesome day, take care, talk soon, bye-bye. athletes and entrepreneurs or if you're just someone who just wants so much more out of your life are you working so hard you put the effort and the time in but you're just not seeing any results you think that you have to work even harder because that's the saying the harder you work the luckier you get but you're working harder but why isn't it working for you It's not working because you have not set up the foundations you must have in place. You have not set up the systems you must have in place. You have not set up the habits you must have in place. Without the foundations, without the systems, and without the habits, you will continually struggle. You will continually get frustrated. You will continually get burnt out. You will doubt yourself and contemplate giving up. This is why I've set up the First Bounce Coaching Program. You'll work with me and together we will create your plan to achieve your ultimate dream step by step. We will create the ultimate belief and confidence you need to achieve your ultimate dream. We'll create the success systems and habits to achieve your ultimate dream. The systems and the habits you must have for the foundation of success. If you're an athlete, entrepreneur, or you are just done with how life is and you want so much more, go to tiffany-mika.com, scroll to the bottom of the site, click on the First Bounce Coaching Program. This is the foundational program to success. Fill out the application form, then you'll receive a free strategy call from me to see if you are a good fit for the First Bounce Coaching Program. I look forward to working with you. Dream big, believe in you, go after your dreams.